everybody, and welcome to the quotation mark. <laughs> we try. You we try. try. You try. Read, we listen, need help. Listeners, we need, yes. we need more suggestions, please. Please. Lots has happened since we last spoke. This afternoon, at least, is the stock market. Yet again, uh, we see more wobbling on is it. Is it wobbling right now as we speak? I think so. At least when I last checked Twitter 10 seconds ah. ago, it was, uh, it was still wobbling. And I wondered if this was one of the effects of the president tweeting out about the trade wars that he has just started or continued I, I couldn't believe it when i woke up this morning and you know you should get used to ludicrous tweets by now but you know i it was something like a good trade war yes well what uh, what does that even mean i mean it's just it's yeah and of course and the markets are reacting because there are no good trade wars i mean just just to be very clear so that everyone's on the same page right this is the simplest thing in the world so imagine you're getting your ass kicked in steel production it's because you're an inefficient producer so if you put a tariff on somebody else so that basically it levels out, many more people use steel in the United States than make steel. So you've just made everybody's steel purchases and their home constructions and everything else to do with steel, the cars that they make more expensive. So how is that a win under any circumstances? The EU just turned around flat and said, because Trump has no friends, so it's easy to do this. It's great for uniting other people against us because now the EU is going to turn around and say, hey, absolutely, you do this, we'll do exactly the same thing you back. So everybody loses. Well, and his point about that these the terrorists will stay for a very long period of time. I mean, there's no confidence about when, how long this will last. Is there a, even a short-term plan from his administration around this? And it's not even, you know, as a biased, politically biased statement. It's just, what's the actual policy? Right, what's the end game? Because you can imagine a kind of industrial policy story that goes like this. Strategically, we need our own steel. We've allowed market forces to basically do this to us. So we're going to put up these tariffs. We're going to build up our steel industry. We're going to make it the most efficient in the world. It's going to be a 10-year plan, blah, blah, blah. This is going to give us the jobs, etc. And this would be the story, right? Yeah. The problem is we do things on 10-day horizons, if not 10-hour horizons. Yes. And the thing is, globally, steel is overproduced. There's too much of it. Yes, you yeah. don't need to do this. It's kind of pointless. But, you know, there we go. Well, and it's just funny, of course, that the xenophobic um, rhetoric that goes around this, that China has flooded the market and this is really China, a Chinese production problem and the, the U.S. And so there's so much um, heightened language around this, too. It's hard to see the force for the trees when it comes to the actual policy. Parts yeah, of I mean, things. the thing is, the, the flooded the market or not, I mean, there's global overproduction in steel and China is the largest producer. That's a fact, right? And you can either accept and say, great, we get to build our stuff cheap. Or you say, no, that's bad. Everybody needs to pay more for something that's in super abundance. Either way, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one angle, though, to, to flip it back. I mean, the last time we spoke, we were talking about the VIX wobble, the way mm-hmm. the stock market behaves. Just uh, a little study that I, came, I became aware of the other day. So Brookings Papers and Economic Activity have figured this one out. So we were wondering, out, wondering aloud why it is that wages aren't rising, right? You've got full employment, yeah. wages are meant to yep. rise. Get this, 20% of American workers have non-compete clauses in their contracts. So I'm assuming this is like CEOs and business and... uh, No, people who work for Jimmy John's. Like that sort of So thing. I can't go work for Subway. So I leave right. and then I can't go work for and Subway. And because you've got a non-compete, you know that That's you can't insane. really get a job. So therefore, you can't bargain with the employer. That's insane. Isn't it? 20% of Americans. This is just, this is outrageous. For hourly workers. For hourly workers. So, yeah, well, this makes tons of sense as to why there's no wage increase yeah, when you can't... I know, can't, go figure, eh? 
So they were talking about, you know, remember that we were saying last time that we managed to build a kind of bizarre machine whereby the minute wages go up, people think inflation, so the stock market tanks. Yeah. So if you get a pay increase, your 401k takes a hit. Yeah. Well, don't worry, your 401k will probably be fine because you can't increase your wages because of non-compete clauses. But this is a, when people say the deck is stacked against you. This is how the deck is stacked oh, against you. Oh yeah, that's you. two decks. This is, this yes. is like canasta being beaten over your head. But why can't the Democratic Party, now to go at a political angle, use that as a way to talk about, because they just use this this um, term of the deck is stacked against the you know middle working class. Why can't they use that as an example of how the deck is stacked against I, I hate to break it to everyone because they don't care. Yeah. And here's my evidence for this. You know what's going on in the Senate Banking Committee just now? I don't know if I want to know. Well, you don't, but I'll tell you. I think it's seven Democrats who all got their fund, the majority of the funding oh. from the financial industry, yeah. are heavily involved in getting rid of what are called the systemic risk provisions for banks. So they're making the system unsafe again so that the biggest banks can benefit. In the name of, are you ready? Credit unions and community oh, banks. Oh, God. God. I mean, like, how much more can we say that the system is rigged? And then. It's not, no, it's, it's not the system. The Republicans are behaving exactly as expected. Yes. Behave. It's that yes. the Democrats are venal and yes. horrid yes. and pretend to be something they're not. Well, I guess that's what I mean by the system is that everybody is getting their piece of the pie. It doesn't matter where you stand on the political spectrum is that everybody is trying to grab for themselves without paying, in some respects, any real penalty for that. Like, are those seven senators going to be voted out on this? Probably not. Probably not. Do people leave? You, like, you follow this stuff really closely, yeah. right? You didn't even know what was no, going on. No, no. And I try. That kind of stuff just eats away because that's the stuff that really, that really. You um, see, that's the difference between us. I have no faith in the Democrats <laughs> at all. So I can't be disappointed. That's, maybe we should all take uh, take that <laughs> very uh, the optimism. Another major school shooting took place in Florida. Um, this has now there's been a lot of reverberations throughout American politics on this, and I have to say I was really of course there's an emotional part of this, but I have to say that the student activism that came out was so. This made me very optimistic about the world because I thought in comparison, you know, you can say the Sandy Hook parents, their parents and, you know, their adults and is really, you know, if you want to troll them, you can troll them. I think it's harder to or somehow the 17 year olds um, from the high school, it, they really took to social media. They they knew what they were doing. And even though they were trolled, I think it was harder for it was a more easily um a story that was more easily built for the mass media, which I mm -hmm. think then had a larger effect. And I mean, I like to to think that their activism had some effect on Dick's Sporting Goods, on Walmart. Yeah, no, I think that's the case. I think that's right. I tend to look at this. Uh, this is uh, something else I stole from Nassim Taleb. Um, why is it that? Uh, trust me, this is related. Why is it that all orange juice is kosher? Oh, I, I feel like I don't know. Because it's a tiny little minority and it'd be such a pain in the neck to make kosher orange juice mm, and everything non-kosher. Yeah, you just make okay. it all kosher, okay. right? So what does that tell us? It tells that society follows the preferences of the most intense minority. Uh, Who's yeah. the most intense minority out there? The NRA. Yeah. So basically, it's incredibly hard to uproot this. So these guys have done more. They managed to even to get Trump to say, mm -hmm. you know, why don't you think about maybe doing yeah. something? Yeah. I think he's immediately backpedaled. Yes. Right. But, you know, the fact that he actually still said it was interesting. But nonetheless, you know, it's very difficult to take these people on because they have one issue. They believe it intensely. They're just going to keep going. And no amount of death and damage actually matters to them. Well, and I also think it's because of the because they do have the Second Amendment. However it is that you interpret it, they have legal standing on this issue versus an issue like marriage equality, which there was no nothing. Right. We can't point to the Constitution. But, I mean, my, my line on it is like, I don't really don't have a problem with the Second Amendment at all or even people's right to own guns it's just that you should be 21 and you shouldn't be able to buy military grade weapons 
and I, so. and I think maybe have it just a clean mental health check as, I have as well. I mean, not again, exactly. But I mean, I come from a family of hunters, and um, this has long been a topic of discussion at the dinner table. You don't need to shoot a deer. You don't need a yeah, there's no, AR-15. There's no, there's no yeah. deer there with sort of body armor going, come on, big man. Yeah. I'm ready for you. You know, it's just, it's no, it's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, moving swiftly along, let's skip continents. Uh, the oh, long-running yeah. comedy called Brexit continues. I mean, nothing really to report there. Is Theresa um, May still the prime minister? She is, yes. Okay, and, okay, and I think okay. it's not because nobody else wants the job. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Corbyn, interestingly, has now come out in favour of a customs union, which is a bit like being half pregnant. Oh, and right. So oh, you, you want to be in, but you're still out. Yeah. So it's, it's very, <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. I was on, uh, who was I on? I think it was CNBC, I think it was, uh, a couple of days ago. And I said, look, this is, this is the way the Brits handle this. This, this is it. People look at this and think confusion, error, whatever. No, it's called British politics. So you basically, you just roll it out and just talk nonsense and hope that the thing goes away. I mean, I think that seems to be the strategy just now. And then Italian politics coming up next week. So we'll see what happens well, I just have a, a quick thing. So is that we have no timeline for Brexit. It will, the slowest roll or fastest roll or some some kind of roll some, at some point will know something. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think okay. it's a case of sort of, like, you know, society moves at the, the pace of its slowest member. Okay. And, and that's sort of British politics. Okay. I mean, that's what's going on. And the Italian election coming up next week. Yeah. I know you don't do the prediction game. Do you have a prediction? Well, here's the thing. It doesn't really matter who wins because the thing they're all vexed about is the euro. We're uh, in the euro yeah. and it's crushing us and the Germans get an unfair advantage. And, and what the Italians used to do when they had their own currency, the lira, was every time the Germans got more competitive than them, which was all the time, <laughs> they would just do a giant devaluation to make yeah. their exports more competitive. So the Germans got annoyed about that. And that's one of the reasons they got the euro. Well, now they can't do that. They're annoyed about it. Well, what do you think you signed up to in the first instance? That, yeah. That's what it's designed to do. But as ever, the Hotel California problem of the Euro gets you. Once you're in, it's very, very hard to get out. So I can imagine Berlusconi coming back, actually being in charge after the elections mm-hmm. in coalition, and he'll rant and he'll rave. And what yeah. will happen is nothing, and people won't pay the taxes again. That's pretty much it. I mean, I hope he comes back even more orange than ever. He yeah. probably will. Yeah. I mean, it's the like preservatives. Extra, extra orange. Yeah. Exactly. Agent orange. <laughs> So what about the turmoil at the White House? Let's go back on to your uh, yes, turf here. Back, back to the White House. So yet another person leaving um, one of the communications people, Hope Hicks, is on her way out purportedly to, quote unquote, explore other options, um, which I think in Washington speak means um, doesn't have another job lined No, up. I think it means writing a tell-all book because oh, that's what yes. everybody does. I know. If you look at the New York Times uh, bestseller list, I was just looking at the other day, it really shows you that if you write a book that's anti-Trump or inside the White House, anti-Trump, yeah. uh, Americans, the world wants to buy that book. That's incredible. It's, uh, those are what's topping the charts right now. But it also speaks to this larger uh, turnover and turmoil in the White House staff. I think if you look at uh, one of the staff pictures, even from November, you see now between seven and eight people that have now left and pretty senior people who have left the White House. Um, but how does that compare, for example, with, you know, let's say more normal presidencies? I mean, there was a lot of turnover in Clinton's first yeah. term. I mean, yeah. you know, is it really that unusual? Right. Or is it just the dramatic? Is it just the dramatic? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think generally they stay for, they try to stay for up to a year. The other take on this is that John Kelly really had a good week and is moving with Jared Kushner's security clearance, that he's really moving people that he sees having too much access to the president out the door. Right. And he's really securing his power. So that's maybe another way of looking at, at uh, what's going on with White House staff. So the Olympics wrapped up in South Korea as well. There was 
was a lot of curling. Yes, there was a lot. Of, the world fell in love with curling, and Norway was somehow embarrassed that they were winning as many medals as they were in cross country, and they somehow felt like maybe they shouldn't be as good as they are in the in the skiing sports. It was it was a funny sort of Nordic. Do you know how the, the thing that they always win, which is the kind of the the winter biathlon, yes, where you basically do like thirty kilometers as a race on skis, <laughs> yeah. and then what you do is you you imagine how your heart rate's going right. Then you have to drop down in the snow. Your heart yes. rate goes to practically zero, and then you shoot. shoot. Then you get back in the skis, and then you do like another like whatever kilometers. Yeah. You know where that came from? Um, I don't know. Killing Germans in World War Two. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's where that came from. Uh, well, I guess they're really they so they got practice. Really good at they got it. practice. Yes. What can I tell you? Yes. Did you watch in the Olympics? Uh, I did. I, I actually happened to be in Canada when the two Canadian ice dancers did their oh, thing. Oh yes, and there's a whole stuff on Twitter about the, how the they're whole not of together. Canada yes. got pregnant that night. Yes, this, it was incredible. It was actually first of all, I mean, I don't care about ice dance or whatever, but it was amazing. I mean, the actual moves yes. that the two, two of them did. I was yes. like, you can do that. She's so strong. Absolutely. Yes. And it was this yes. one bit where basically he picked her up, and then she was standing on basically his knees. Yes. He was leaning back, yes. and she yes. was leaning forward. Yeah. Like forming this why, yes. yeah, and I was like, "That's insane!" Oh. And then, of course, when they stopped, I mean, there was the look and all yeah. the rest of it, and everyone yeah. was like, "Oh my god, they must be!" And it turns out they're not. They're not. <gasps> the rumor on Twitter on? is that she's interested right now, but he's not, and they've had this like, you know, he's interested, she's not. So, oh. Oh, I, I think the soap opera will continue on uh, on that one. Well, listeners, please give us some more ideas for the title of our next podcast, and uh, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Exactly. Oh, and there it is. And this time, it's what is that? Is this sort of like is that the theme tune to the Dukes of Hazard or some <laughs> crap like that? We beat it. We beat the banjo. <laughs> <laughs>